arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And a good Saturday morning, once again, 27 degrees in Kalamazoo. And as mentioned, welcome to the Creative Cafe, a presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, taking the inside look at the art scene here in the Kalamazoo area with those who are making a difference. And your host is Kristen Chesick. Good morning, and welcome good to... Morning. Good morning. Welcome to Creative <laughs> Cafe. I'm here this morning with Pierre van der Westhuizen from the Gilmore... Uh, International Piano Festival, and uh, I'm Kristen Chesick, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and we always ask our guests here on Creative Cafe, what is your favorite morning beverage? Ah, a cafe latte from Cafe Casa downtown. Oh, okay, okay. And do you <laughs> is that hot all year round? Then do you do, you do a it hot latte? Hot okay. all year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. Sometimes I'll add a little. You know, chocolate chip muffin or something, but uh, that's it's been going. It gets you going in the morning. <laughs> that actually sounds lovely. Um, yeah. Kind of wish I had one of those right now. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome, Pierre. Thank you for being on the show this morning. You're the executive director of the Gilmore Piano Festival, um, which is part of the organization. The festival itself occurs in our community every two years. But there are a lot of other things that happen in um, both the on and off years of the festival. How long have you held this position? I started in January of 2018, so five years, and it also feels like 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly right. So what originally brought you to Kalamazoo? You know, the Gilmores. uh, I came as an audience member in 2012, um, to just come to, come and observe the festival. I was in Cleveland before, uh, originally uh, from South Africa, and I came to the U.S. for music, both my wife and I. And um, I came as an audience member and just fell in love immediately. I mean, it, it was just mind-blowing that in this, uh, you know, rather mid-sized or small community, there was something like this going on here, which uh, for a pianist, for a pianophile, I was just... Uh, I loved every second of it. And so um, when the opportunity came up uh, in 2017, uh, it was like the stars aligned. So right. very glad to be here. Right. So you um, were part of your first festival in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And then not again, at least not again in any under normal circumstances <laughs> until just recently. So I, right. I am really glad that you stuck around and stuck through the pandemic to bring this organization through um, that crisis. You, though, you're a, a pianist in your own right. Can you talk a little bit mm-hmm. about what your background is? Yeah. So, um, you know, came to the U.S. My wife and I both did our graduate work in Cincinnati, uh, did our uh, doctorate degrees there, and then uh, in piano and uh, composition and theory and, um, you know, pedagogy. And so I taught for a number of years at, at Heidelberg University in Ohio. And uh, there I you know, did things to recruit students, like put on a concert series and a scholarship competition and workshops and things like that, and uh, really loved those kind of activities. And so 
uh, an opportunity came up in Cleveland a few years after that to run a international kennel competition there in Cleveland. And that's how I kind of made a 180 into um, arts administration. Ah, okay. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But you still you still perform. Is that correct? Yes. My wife and I are a piano duo. We started playing together uh, when we met as freshmen back in South Africa. And uh, we still do. Uh, we have four little kids, so it's a little bit harder <laughs> between the kids and uh, and work and everything else going on. But uh, we, it, it, you know, it's um, the way we connect and it's the way we saw the world too. So we still do it because uh, it brings us great joy. Right, right. And you actually just, I think, a few weeks ago had um, a performance where oh yes, yes, you and your wife performed. Can you talk a little bit yep. about that? Event? Yeah, we, we, we played at this um, new Gull Lake Center for Fine Arts um, in uh, Gull Lake at the high school there. They built a beautiful concert hall there, and I helped them actually to buy their uh, first concert grant, Steinway D. And um, they asked me and my wife, Sophie, to come and inaugurate the piano uh-huh. in a uh, recital. Uh, which we were happy to do. And then a few days later, we played in Sagatuck. They have a beautiful uh, art center there as well. And uh, it was a great deal of fun. Oh, that's great. So uh, still sounds like you're actively performing, uh, actively still raising a family and running an international uh, and world-renowned <laughs> organization. So you are a busy man. Um, yeah. I alluded to it earlier that, you, you know, your first festival was 2018, we got hit mm-hmm. in 2020 with the pandemic. Uh, you had to make lots and lots of decisions about pivoting and changing and what to do and what mm-hmm. not to do to keep your artists and audience safe. Can you talk a little bit about the pandemic's impact on the festival and how did you pivot and recover? Yeah, you know, uh, back in March of 2020, you know, something we all probably don't want to uh, relive because uh, there March. 13th, actually, uh, 2020 um, was when we decided to cancel the uh, festival. And it was probably one of the most difficult things I ever had to do uh, to contact all of these artists and managers and venues and, you know, um, vendors and everything. So it's uh, quite a thing to untangle. But I immediately thought, you know, um, we are not going to go silent because of the pandemic. We're going to try and keep on finding a way to uh, make music. Mm-hmm. And uh, so live streaming became a really important tool for us in terms of staying connected to the world and, and having the world uh, be connected with us, having the local community be connected with us, and also providing an opportunity for artists. Because I was so concerned with all of these artists now who really live uh, gig to gig uh, that that whole income stream has dried up for them. So we did live streaming mostly here from Kalamazoo. We would fly the artists in here, or if they couldn't fly, we would drive in uh, from New York, from all over. And uh, when that was hard to to do, we would live stream from Berlin or from uh, Paris or from New York City. And so that really pushed the organization to grow in ways we didn't nearly anticipate. And it helped grow our international audience. It helped open a window into the Gilmore, into Kalamazoo, and um, now to the point where we have friends and followers and loyal patrons from all over. So it was really a wonderful outcome. Yeah, I would say so. Um, How are the artists chosen for the festival? 
I choose the artist for the festival, and it's a, it's a long process of lots of listening, listening, talking to um, agents, talking to colleagues, talking to friends. Um, you know, I want to make sure that we not only have the world's best pianist, we pride ourselves on top-notch performers, uh, but also a wide variety. So we want classical, we want jazz, we want pop, we want chamber music, we want solo, you know, we want orchestral performances, jazz combos. So uh, that it takes, a, it takes a while to put all of those parameters in place and then really go and find a nice wide variety and diverse variety of, uh, of musicians. Right. And when you're talking about finding the best and all the, the uh, creme de la creme, uh, mm-hmm. You're talking international at that point. So you're talking about the best in the world, not necessarily just the best in our region or our nation. Yes, yes. yes. And, you know, we have, fortunately, we're blessed here in the States with a lot of world-renowned artists as well. But, yeah, we bring in a lot of musicians from from Asia, from Europe, uh, from, you know, South America, uh, really from all over. It's an incredible opportunity for this region to experience musicians that normally would play in, in bigger markets. Right, right. Which I think um, sometimes we take uh, the arts, especially something like this, for granted in Kalamazoo, that you know the this doesn't have to happen in Kalamazoo, but it's nice to right. know that um, I'm guessing we are good enough hosts, that your organization is uh, well-respected enough within the world that we continue, uh, you know, every two years after every two years to bring the best in the world that we can enjoy. So kudos to you for that. Um, It was uh, really amazing what has been established here already. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was as amazed as you are. And and I was, uh, you know, I honestly, I thought, but this is, this is kind of shocking. This is the kind of thing you would see in, in New York or Chicago or San Francisco or Berlin. And here we are in Kalamazoo. Right, right. And I know that uh, you've opened uh, the world's ability to access through the pandemic and, and even after with the with being able to stream and live stream performances. Um, but are you seeing a return to in-person? I know we had, you just had a festival last spring. Uh, are we folks did, coming yeah. back? People are, you know, but it's not like um, a big rush as what we kind of, anticipated maybe at first Mm -hmm. i think it's a more of a steady stream slow but steady you know people are uh, excited there's a lot of excitement Mm -hmm. but also still a lot of caution right so people are just not 100 percent sure and uh which i you know you can't blame them this is still around and uh it ebbs and flows so um but i am always an optimist i'm optimistic that the arts will continue um to be have a home here in Kalamazoo and because this community has been so supportive throughout everything you know they want to make sure that there is a thriving arts uh, scene in Kalamazoo and so for that we're very grateful right yeah we have to take a short break but when we come back we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk continue talking with Pierre uh, Vander Westheisen from the Gilmore International Piano Festival we're going to talk about the other series that you maintain annually. So we will be right back. Creative expression comes in all shapes, styles, and forms. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo invites you to get involved in your local arts scene. 
Are you an artist, playwright, actor, musician, or photographer? Do you make your living providing creative connections for others? Or do you engage in artistic expression as a way to fulfill a need to express yourself and share your story? The Arts Council wants to hear from you. For as little as $20 a year, you can become a part of the larger community of your artistic peers exploring resources, collaborations, funding opportunities, and more. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. Please visit our website anytime at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. Or stop into our offices inside the Epic Center in downtown Kalamazoo. We can't wait to meet you. This message provided by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back. I'm speaking with Pierre van der Westhuizen, uh, the Gilmore International Piano Festival. Before the break, we talked a lot about the every other year international piano festival that happens here in Kalamazoo, and it is world-renowned, and we are very proud to have that festival in Kalamazoo. But that's not the only thing that the Gilmore does. You have other series um, that you maintain that happen every single year. And the one that I'm interested in is the Rising Star series. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the Rising Star series uh, goes as far back as at least 1999 or 2000, uh, as far as I can tell. And um, that is a wonderful series because you can, you know, you can say, I saw that person way back before they were a superstar, you know, <laughs> very famous. Um, the idea is to really identify young and upcoming uh, pianists uh, who we know as probably destined for a, a long, uh, stellar career and uh, to invite them to Kalamazoo and in a very... Uh, fun and intimate setting at the Wellspring Theater at the Epic Center downtown. And uh, it's really an opportunity to see a young pianist who is full of potential, a young virtuoso pianist, um, up close and personal. And we have about six to seven of those concerts a year. Uh, we just closed this uh, current Rising Stars season uh, back in January or February with uh, our, one of our current Gilmore Young artists, uh, Clayton Stevenson, mm. who just played a jaw-dropping recital. It was a lot of fun. Okay, and how are the rising stars, how are they chosen? The rising stars, again, this is uh, me going around, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, similar to like, with, the, with the festival, although with the rising stars, I do also connect to a network of piano teachers at um, major institutions, so famous institutions like Curtis and Juilliard and so on, and uh, ask for recommendations of young pianists because these pianists don't necessarily have this online presence or recording presence or, you know, something like that that an established pianist would have. Right, right. Um, And so uh, I I think I understand then there's a Gilmore Young Artist each year or is it each festival? There's a Gilmore Young Artist each festival and then a Gilmore Artist every four years. Oh, right? okay. So, yeah, and the Gilmore Artist Award is the big $300,000 award that was uh, established in, in honor of Irving Gilmore. Um, and this is a very, and it's along with the Gilmore Young Artist Awards, those are two awards of $25,000 each. 
Um, so it really, between that and the Guillermo Artist Award, it remains the largest prize for, for piano anywhere in the world. Um, and so very prestigious when the Gilmore Artist is announced, and people always pay attention when the Gilmore Young Artists are announced as well, because they typically have major careers. Mm-hmm. And that is a very secret process. There's a group, uh, you know, about uh, five or six people uh, who go around after receiving nominations from, from the industry, and they go around and uh, listen to performances uh, over a number of years and keep um, whittling down, whittling down, honing in on who the one might be, and then then we surprise the, the award recipients with oh, the award. Okay, so, it's, uh, so they don't know they've even been nominated. No, everything is shrouded in secrecy. Nobody knows, <laughs> okay. and uh, we surprise them. It's, it's a really wonderful surprise. Oh, yeah, well, I would say, especially if you're talking about um, that much money in a prize to yeah. be able to continue your, you know, your career. Um, right. I think that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Incredible. Yeah, it is incredible, and it's incredible that it's uh, it's housed right here in Kalamazoo, and yet, right. <laughs> yes, and yet there's more. So yep. you uh, also a couple weeks ago just finished up something called Keys Fest. That's another yep. great event that you have promoting piano education and lifting up young artists. Can you tell me a little bit more about that event? Yeah, Keys Fest is a day long um, event uh, housed in the Epic Center downtown. We literally take over, you know. <laughs> floors plus the basement um and it's piano music everywhere all the time all at once (laughs) (laughs) forgive me for that um but we have clinicians that come in and we have young pianists from you know age you know five or six all the way up through high school who play in master classes so it's basically a public lesson situation Hmm. where they play for somebody and they get feedback from this uh, established professional Mm-hmm. And then there are other performance opportunities. They get to do sight reading workshops. There's arts and crafts. There's a recital uh, by a guest artist. So it's just a really fun day to inspire uh, mostly young pianists that come from the region uh, in their in their studies and you know encourage them. Right. And so, do you have to audition to become part of Keys Fest, or is that something no, you, you can you register? No, you can It's first come, first serve, oh. and then. <laughs> Really, the the only where kind of a selection goes is depending on where you are in your studies, you get placed with a certain teacher um, and uh, go from there. And it, and really, you know, if you're very young, your lesson might be 10 to 15 minutes long, you know, depending on what you can handle, and then all the way up to half an hour or 45 minutes if you're older. Right, right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm sure that everybody who participated this year had a lot of fun as well. Um, what a, yeah. a great opportunity for young artists to be able to get that kind of uh, feedback and mentoring. Yeah, we're very, very proud of our education team who, who pull off uh, a phenomenal event for that one day. And we have typically between 120 and 160 kids participate. Wow, that's it, yeah. that's a lot of um, small piano players. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's great. Controlled chaos. Congr- uh, control chaos. <laughs> Good. Uh, you have you have a concert coming up tomorrow night. Um, That's right. Yes, Maria Schneider. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Maria Schneider. I mean, I I literally cannot wait. She is, uh, you know, seven time Grammy winner. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing. She's an NEA Jazz Master. Um, she was a Pulitzer Prize finalist for her um, newest album called Data Lords, and, and she'll be actually playing from that album 
tomorrow night, and uh, it was named the Jazz Album of the Year by the Jazz Journalists Association and NPR. So really, it's it's kind of it's an event, and if you're in town and you miss it, you'll be <laughs> very disappointed <laughs> that you missed it. I mean, as a, she's bringing her uh, her entire original band. Um, so, you know, wonderful musicians for Gary Versace on piano is incredible. Uh, Julian Labro, many of the festival um, attendees will remember him. He was here in 2018, plays accordion. Uh, just really, really wonderful virtuoso accordion player and um, composer himself as well. Uh, each of the, these band members in their own right have, have incredible careers. And um, so it, it's kind of a stellar cast, so to speak. Oh, good. Yeah, at Chenry Auditorium uh, at 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. tomorrow, yes. And I, for one, cannot wait for that. You've got a couple other um, concerts yet uh, for this season. Um, Jean-Yves Thibaudet at the end of March, you're bringing them, and they're actually going to be playing in Stetson Chapel. Is that right? Yes, yes. Jean-Yves, a French pianist, and he'll play uh, Debussy's Preludes, uh, which are just stunningly beautiful, gorgeous preludes. And uh, in a beautiful setting over at Stetson Chapel. And then uh, at the end uh, of the season in, in May, uh, we have a couple of more events with Maria Schwal Pires and mm-hmm. Renee Fleming and Evgeny Kissin. Right. So it just, it's sounding like an amazing uh, lineup. Even in a non festival year, there's just so much to be able to go see. So I'm, I'm hoping that our community knows what kind of a gem we have within the community. And if they are. Uh, piano files that they get themselves out to see these concerts. How do we find out more about your events? Please go to our website, thegilmore.org, mm-hmm. and uh, it's right there on our homepage. You'll get to explore the events, and um, there we have videos up there and information on every concert, how long it is, and what's involved, and where you can park, and all that good <laughs> stuff. So. Uh, um, I hope to see everybody there. Yes, and thank you for that, too. I know that you you and your staff spend a lot of time making sure that um, planning to get to the event is uh, is painless as well. All the information is right there. So that's uh, the website again is? TheGilmore.org. All right. You can go there to buy your tickets. You can go there to donate to this fine organization. And I've been speaking with Pierre Vander Westheisen, he is the executive director of the Gilmore International Piano Festival. Thank you so much for being on this morning, Pierre. Thank you for having me, Kristen. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. The arts are a vast subdivision of culture composed of many creative endeavors and disciplines. Art can include forms as diverse as prose writing, poetry, dance, acting or drama, film, music, sculpture, photography, illustration, architecture, collage, painting, craft and fashion. The Arts Council strives to support all these art forms and the creators that bring the art to us. But we can't do it alone. If you are a local business looking to deepen your connection to the community, consider an arts sponsorship. It creates visibility, improves your company's reputation, and generates traffic through your business both online and through sales. Sponsorships also help keep ticket prices down to allow for more access to arts events in our community. If you are looking to support your community and drive business to your business, contact the Arts Council at KalamazooArts.org and we'll help you find a sponsorship that's right for you. It's a win-win. Now you know. 